fear and chaos. Those are the sounds coming out of Monsanto today after scientists discovered a shattered tomato containment unit inside their lab. Hear how the overripened monstrosity was able to escape its isolation chamber and why authorities are now being ordered to shoot the tomato on site. From the Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price, and this is The Topical. You probably thought we were going to start off the week with some good news for a change, but you were wrong again, so stay with us. We're starting today's edition by jumping straight into OPR's ongoing coverage of the Monsanto Lab disaster in Socorro County, New Mexico. The sprawling agrochemical lab has been on complete lockdown for seven hours now as security personnel attempt to capture a rampaging tomato that broke free from its containment vessel earlier this morning. OPR senior reporter Rebecca Neal is joining us now from the scene just outside the lab in New Mexico, where the situation is still ongoing. Rebecca, what can you tell us? Leslie, around 8 a.m. this morning, Monsanto Biotechs went to the lab's isolation vegetable chamber to perform a routine aspartame injection into the tomato, only to find the six-inch-thick glass receptacle that housed the tomato ruptured from the inside. And tragically, they also found the chamber's four armed guards lying dead on the floor, with shards of tomato vines sticking out of their necks and vital organs. Here is audio of one of the biotechs calling in the breach to the dedicated emergency line at Monsanto headquarters in St. Louis. Uh, we've suffered a code 9 containment breach in the isolation vegetable chamber. Looks like it was a tomato. Four down. Is the tomato in custody? Negative, but there is a pulp trail leading to the ventilation shaft. It could be anywhere. Shit. My God. Copy. Initiating lockdown sequence. The tomato still remains at large, and sources tell me its unusual size and strength due to weekly experimental fertilizer injections has made it hard to apprehend. It's boring through concrete walls by emitting a concentrated form of citric acid and leaving gallons of unremitting viscous secretions in its wake, drowning 11 people so far. My God, how long can the tomato go on like this? The tomato is strong, Leslie. Remember that Monsanto vegetables at a baseline level are modified to have bulletproof skin and a shelf life of more than three months. I'm told some fear it's indestructible at this point. And where is it now? Well, according to the latest security footage, it has found its way to the lab's germination wing, where it is currently peacefully devouring a generous supply of mulch. Well, why don't they go after the tomato now that it's sedentary? They tried to send a SWAT team member in during its mulch break, but it did not go as planned. Here's an audio recording from the attempt to contain the tomato. Warning, this is chilling. Outside the germination wing, approaching the door. Jesus, my nuclear readings are off the charts, and oh, uh, oh God, I feel like my skin is burning. Ah, dude, I, I see the tomato growing through the window. It's ah, it's burning my eyes. Uh, Sergeant, unseal uh, the door and carry uh, on. You'll be fine. Copy, sir. Uh, unsealing wing door and. Uh, Sergeant, Sergeant, are you there? Motherfuck! Did he? Did that SWAT member explode? What did I just hear? Unfortunately, the SWAT member was immediately vaporized by the radioactive emissions beaming off the tomato. Apparently, the tomato is now dangerously radioactive after burrowing to Monsanto's underground waste site, where vegetables and fruits that register too high in plutonium are dumped. 
Security personnel were prepared to evacuate the 2,300 employees on lockdown inside, but now with fears of radiation exposure, those plans have been put on hold. Complete chaos. What does Monsanto have to say about all this? They released a short statement today from their St. Louis headquarters. Despite today's unfortunate events, there is still hope for the escaped tomato specimen to be safely recaptured, rehabilitated, and then marketed under the trade name Ruby Gold Delicious, which will be juicy and delectable for all seasons. Thank you. Ruby Gold Delicious. Hmm, sounds delicious. Well, I wouldn't get too excited, Leslie. Sources say despite the company's statement, and especially after the tomato appeared to grow opposable thumbs, there's no hope to capture it. Mm. I'm told that Monsanto has no choice at this point but to bomb the entire facility via a thermonuclear airstrike with the tomato and all employees inside. Well, I mean, that's the only thing you can do at this point. Tragic, but necessary. Thanks for the report, Rebecca. And, uh, hey, make sure you get outside that thousand-yard radius of the facility pronto. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Yikes. Put that pedal to the metal, girlfriend. <laughs> okay, we'll be back after the break. You know, with all the scientific innovations we've made with food over the years, it troubles me we still haven't been able to end world hunger. You could feed every starving child in America to just that one mutant tomato, and I think it would make the world a much better place. Anyway, here's what else you need to know today. As coronavirus cases continue to climb in the U.S., governors across the country today are calling on Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer to shut down their own states so that their residents won't get mad at them. Governors from all 49 states outside of Michigan are urging Governor Whitmer to take decisive action and institute across-the-board shutdowns in Alaska, Minnesota, and Idaho, among other states. Non-Michigan governors are also asking that constituents in their home states direct hatred or violence stemming from the new lockdown mandates directly toward the Michigan governor's mansion. And amid more accusations of widespread sexual abuse within the Catholic Church, there is at least some good news to report today, as Pope Francis has announced that he himself found no evidence of pedophilia after spending an entire year undercover within the church disguised as an eight-year-old boy. During the course of his immersive 12-month investigation, Pope Francis noted that not only did he find zero evidence of child molestation, but was even told by a majority of clergymen that they would, quote, never lay a hand on a child that looked as old as he did. Good to hear the church is back on the right track. And in local news, your mother called to let you know that she completely understands that coming to Thanksgiving this year is risky and that you don't love her anymore. She also noted that she might as well not even bother with cooking a Thanksgiving meal this year, seeing as it would just be her and your father, the two people who love you most in this world, but said there's absolutely no need to apologize if you no longer feel the same way. Nice of her to be so understanding. And that's the topical for today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can like and subscribe to the topical wherever you get your podcast. And if you didn't enjoy it, then you're wrong because it was really good. Oh, and if one more person says, this is just like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Life imitates art sometimes, people. I don't know what to tell you. So shut the fuck up. And don't forget to tune in to tomorrow's episode of The Topical, where we'll talk to one frontline nurse fighting in the battle against the coronavirus who really hopes the extra comfy bed in the ICU is open when she's admitted as a patient in two weeks. Ooh, might want to put a resi on that while you still can. All that and more tomorrow on The Topical. 